Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Fritz Frivolous with continuous live coverage of the corner of Curious Lane and Just Because Boulevard, the epicenter of the alien invasion. And this just in, King Kong is fighting the mobile suit Gundam. And of course, all of this is happening amidst World War IV, making it pure pandemonium. If only Captain Planet were still alive to save us all. Dude, could you imagine? You may not be thinking about it right now, but your brain is processing sensations from your environment at lightning speeds. Senses that you probably take for granted at every moment of your life. Imagine not being able to smell the fragrant bouquet of a freshly baked apple pie. Not feeling the caress from your lover's hand. Not being able to see the wonderful colors in the sky brought upon by a glorious sunset. Not tasting any flavors of any food you eat being unable to hear the laughter or cry of your newborn baby. What if you were going to lose all your senses but one? Which sense would you hope to keep? Let us use our sense of hearing and listen to our two senses of senses as they try to feel their way to an answer. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tom Case. This is Will Stark. Will, this one is kind of interesting because... um, I, I, this wasn't recent, but I had watched a movie. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was about a, it was about a, um, disease that everyone contracted, right? Okay. And it was like, it was a global pandemic. Was it outbreak? Uh, no, it wasn't outbreak. Contagion? The, 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 the virus, what it did was it slowly started to attack every one of your senses, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. like, so, and what ended up, what, and what would end up happening is, Let's say it started to, I don't know, affect your hearing, right? Everyone would go nuts in a certain way. Everyone would start to go crazy, right? Okay. Like, um, I don't know, like some people would just start to go like angry. They would just become super angry at everything. It would be out of nowhere. And then, and because this was like the way the virus worked, it would, it would cause that, this kind of frenzy right before one of your senses get take, gets taken away. Okay. So That's all of a sudden you'll go into this frenzy and then boom, your hearing's gone. Okay. And now you're back to normal, but now you're living with no hearing. And where people and, just slowly losing all senses. Yeah. And it started, and then the next one, people start going to frenzy again. Uh-huh. Boom. All of a sudden they're all blind. That's, like, and okay. it was like everybody, right? You <laughs> okay, know what I mean? Yeah. That's insane. Okay. How does that movie end? A, just go ahead and tell me. How um, it, ends, it ended very sad. It was, it was, uh, it kind of, was going through different characters of the movie, like mm-hmm. in different areas of the world. And uh-huh. you would kind of get like a storyline from each one. And mm-hmm. it would show how each one was dealing with this disease. Okay. And the end one was one of them was, I think he was like a chef or something. And he was finally falling in love with this girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they finally fall in love and boom, this pandemic happens. This right. virus happens. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they go through the whole thing with each other. Yeah. And finally at the end, 
they're, they were separated when they finally lost their last sense and they were blind and they were trying to look for each other. And obviously so they're, they're, they're blind and deaf. Now they're blind, deaf. Um, so the whole world stops, right? If every single person on earth is yep, blind and that's deaf. It, yeah, yeah, that's what ends up happening. And it literally ends with, if I remember right, I think it ends with the last character, the, the guy that was mm-hmm. falling in love with this, with the girl. Mm-hmm. And man, it was kind of sad, but like, I think it, it just goes dark. Like you see him trying to like fumble around because he's slowly becoming blind, mm-hmm. and he he so desperately wants to try to get back to that woman, right? And right. but he can't, right? By, he that, can't by that moment, at that end, boom, he's blind. I think mm-hmm. it just fades to black. Yeah, I wonder what the like, what the the overarching like message of the of the movie was. Having yeah. not seen it, I don't know. But. I I think this might be something good, probably for a future episode to be an old news. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to try to search for that movie again mm-hmm. and rewatch it. And I'll let you know. Okay. I thought yeah. it was very interesting. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds bizarre, but interesting. Yeah. But what's but your question? The question, if you haven't already figured it out. I haven't. What <laughs> if you had to lose all of your senses but one? What all would you choose if you could choose? But one. Mm-hmm. So I can't <clears throat> taste or smell. Well, okay, give well, me your senses. I know you have parameters. Yeah. Because right? yeah, exactly. you know we have more than five, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the parameters would be you contract a disease. <laughs> okay. The disease slowly takes away your senses until only one is left. Mm-hmm. Which would you hope would be saved, right? And so, actually, you know what? Let's go through these Fritz facts real quick just to give you like a, mm-hmm. you know, just so everyone gets a, on the same page. Um, so like with hearing, the sense of hearing is actually due to a response to mechanical stimuli Mm -hmm. because vibrations are converted into nerve impulses that the brain receives. Humans can hear up to 20 kilohertz. The human ear is made of three sections and the middle ear contains the smallest bones in the body known as the ossicles, Mm -hmm. uh, the hammer, anvil, and the stirrup. Yeah. Three bones in the ear. Then we have sight. Uh, we see when visible light is processed by the eye's components and translated into neural impulses that are processed by the brain. People blink roughly 15 times per minute on average. Everything would appear two-dimensional to a person with only one eye. Human oh, eyes... That's not true, but... Uh, well, you lose I, I think you depth per- yeah. yeah, I think that's but what they're trying to say. Not too dim- when I close yeah, one not, eye, yeah, Tom, you it doesn't turn into a cartoon. Know, yeah. Whoa, Will, you, <laughs> you look flat as paper. I think what they meant was uh, you you lose the depth perception. Yeah. Uh, human eyes are made of over 2 million working parts. Newborn babies see everything upside down until the brain learns to process everything right side up. I wonder how they would know that, if that even is true or not. Well, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, I know that I know that the the image that is sent to your brain is, is sent, upside, yeah, is sent, sent upside down, down, and then you get used to it and it writes itself. And I've read that like if you hang upside down long enough, or if you view something upside down long enough, your brain will correct it after a time. Really? Yes, it's a thing. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then we have the sense of touch. The way the sense of touch works is complex. Simply put. A stimulus triggers activity in a sensory neuron, which then passes to the part of the brain that's assigned to the proper body location. One thing I, I find really interested on that is all that happens, like within, a, like a split. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, speed of light. Speed nerves. of light. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, the sense of touch is the first to develop in humans at about eight weeks into the gestation period. Touch stimulates the brain to release endorphins, and blood pressure and heart rate can be reduced by a touch. 
Yeah, it's true. Skin to skin <clears throat> contact and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, the thing about touch though is there's there's multiple touch senses. Like there's pressure and then there's temperature. Oh yeah, that's and you true. can you can sense both. I heard the same thing with um, like you the people using uh, animals like such as dogs or cats like. Mm-hmm. In people who are in a high stress situation or area, like a let's say a prison or something, and they'll allow them to pet because that sensation of the soft fur or whatever kind of gets their blood pressure down, yeah. and calms them down. Yep. And then we have um, taste. When a substance reacts chemically with the receptors of taste buds, the sensation of taste is created. People lose their perception of taste as they age. By age twenty, half of their taste receptors are gone on average. Mm. A human's taste sense interacts with other senses and factors, including smell, texture, and temperature. The five basic tastes are saltiness, sourness, sweetness, bitterness, and umami. Umami. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Umami. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, how many tastes can a person really taste? And then the last we got, smell, is the good old olfactory perception sense. Smell happens in humans when the brain receives signals after molecules in the air bind to sights on olfactory receptors. Every person smells things differently. This is because the over 900,000 genetic variations of olfactory receptors. That lemon cake you smell and rave about to your friend, it might smell more like the inside of a shoe to your friend. <laughs> uh, good smells make can make you happier. Dogs recognize and identify humans first by scent. I think that should be obvious. Yeah. Odors can... This I thought this was kind of funny. Odors can accelerate puberty, attract mates, and alter menstrual cycles in humans. Yep. And there are, it's also the sense most tied to memory. Oh, yeah. That's true. I do. I do remember that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so if I had to lose them all but one, uh, number one, I don't think there's there's an answer to this question that doesn't suck. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, like, losing feeling, <clears throat> you're basically not going to be able to function very well. Yeah, um, exactly. Although I guess you wouldn't feel pain very much, which is kind of nice, but dangerous. I was going to say that could be dangerous. Um, da- dangerous, but at least there's like an upside to it. As long as, you know, you're trying to be aware of, you know, uh, injuring yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I don't know if I can see the upside, though. Well, like, you'll I, never I be uncomfortable. Maybe. Yeah. I, I would. I would if think you do psychologically hurt- I would feel uncomfortable. You know I, you'd, I mean? you'd have like, to get used to it over time. Yeah, I mean, if it's the rest of your life, after a year, you'll probably get used to it. Man, if you can't feel the cool breeze <laughs> on your skin, you know what I mean? The sunlight yeah, on your... I bet, I bet it's you know, a big one to get used to. The caress of your, your spouse or right, whatever. Right, absolutely. Um, here's a question. Which sense do you think I would pick? I mean, I, I know my answer, but I'm curious to know what you think I would pick. Oh, I... I feel like you and I would have the same answer. Okay, and which I, is? We would save the sense of sight nope oh it isn't god oh. no hell no well, am i hearing a hundred thousand percent i'm a oh, musician my the friend hearing? there's no oh. way i can't live without music yeah you know what's funny about that it was funny because while i was going through this in my head a lot of times when i think of these questions i do mock like mm-hmm. go back and forth between you and i in my head mm-hmm. right and in my head i thought you were gonna say sight mm-hmm. and um <laughs> now throwing off your plans yeah exactly <laughs> So now that you didn't say sight, because like in, in, in my head, you know, I was thinking, well, he's going to say sight and I was going to ask him, well, aren't you a musician? I was actually going to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Like no. I was thinking about I'm it. But mus- no, you, you I mean, went ahead and picked. Not just am I a musician, but also like um, I'm a podcaster. That's another huge part of it. Like that's an entire audio medium. I can still play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons 
with my ears. You know what I mean? I don't need to be able to see to play D and D. Like it's just a roll of the dice and talking about stuff together. You yeah, know what I mean? that's true. And like I can keep track of my stats in my obviously I can't read Braille because I can't feel. So yeah. I'll have to keep track of my stats in my head, but I can do that. And then on top of that, like I know we you were talking about like a caress of your lover. Like if I couldn't like have a conversation with like the people in my life, like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm I'm a big talker. Communication is such a big part of like who I am. Yeah, like I wouldn't be able. I would I would go crazy. See, I I find that interesting because like, see, I would I would probably you bring up good points. First mm-hmm. of all, second of all, I would st- I'm still sticking with sight. Mm-hmm. I I would definitely hope my my sense of sight stays. Mm-hmm. But you know, because with my sight, I would still be able to like read lips or read. Yeah, whatever you, you'd, you know, you'd to, find to a way for sure. But it's like I wouldn't want to not hear my fiance's voice again. Yeah, I know that. that would, <laughs> but see, but the same goes for me with not seeing her. But face. I can like, imagine what she looks like. You know, yeah, what I mean? but I've seen her. I've known uh, her my whole life. That is true. But I just. <laughs> I just and I'm also like, I'm a very imaginative person, so mm-hmm. for me, visualizing things is very easy. I love listening to same with I me. I can listen That's to audiobooks, a, yeah. which I, you know me, I love stories, I love literature. I can still listen to it, and I I process information better through audio than reading, anyways. Yeah, my so. first thought came to like how how would this affect me with my movies? Right? I was gonna say, and I don't even movies. like. Okay, I got something to say, but go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say because of the fact that you know I could actually see both ways. Let's say if I did lose my sight but not mm-hmm. my hearing, right? And I want to go listen to a movie. Mm-hmm. I do know my mind is definitely vivid when it comes to imagination, sure. and whatever I'm hearing, I could just imagine what it's looking like, right? But uh, I I just I know that if I really had to choose, I would rather see what's happening on screen mm-hmm. and i can i my mind does this thing where i can still imagine what it what it's sounding like too like i could hear it in my head sure you know um it's, when it you know hmm. me i'm not big on watching things and yeah, with the baby at home there are times when i i got baby because mama needs to sleep and usually my goal is get baby to sleep because baby needs to sleep and when baby sleeps on me, I'm stuck to the couch because if oh, I yeah, move, that's true. he's going to wake up. So I'm stuck there for anywhere from an hour to three hours, which guess what? What that means? It means I'm either playing video games or watching TV and I don't have, or I always have access to the console. So it's been a lot of watching TV and dude, I'm so fucking sick of watching anything. Like <laughs> I'm so sick of watching anything. <laughs> like I, my, my fiance, you know, we like to watch stuff together. You know, yeah. we, we've been watching, we watched Dark Crystal. That was good. We watched Castlevania, but I'm at a point now where it's like, she wants to watch something and I'm just like, sure. <laughs> I don't, I want to spend time with you, but I don't, oh, but I don't wanna, even want to watch anything. Yeah. Cause I'm so, I'm a doer. I yeah. like to make music. I like to write stuff, whether it's my podcast stuff or um, more D&D, because I'm about to run a D&D game with my fiance and uh, my sister, and that's going to be fun. Um, I'm doing the gardening. I'm doing the cooking. I'm a doer. I'm not a sit-and-watcher, and I'm yeah. sitting and watching. And luckily, I love my baby so much that I can sit and watch, but man, I'm sick of watching TV. <laughs> man, I just imagine if something like this were to afflict somebody that has a an, an infant at home, you know, if you were to keep the sight and not have the sense, you would have to be looking after your baby all the time, constantly. Because if right now, like if you had the hearing, right, mm-hmm. and you put the baby down somewhere, well, at least if you did go and try to do something, you could hear if something, maybe if the baby was like, yeah, but crying, if you, if choking, you or something. Sight only, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. would you always could, have to constantly. You could do things like we've done things with him where it's like we we leave uh, the iPad in the room with him with FaceTime on. 
and then we have FaceTime oh, on the phone. Oh, that's so good. There, right. there are ways around that. This is now we're veering way off subject, but yeah, because we're yeah, so close to it, I gotta say, it. like, dude, one of the things about parenthood that I have learned very quickly is the near constant state of high anxiety and paranoia Ooh. of anything happening to your kid. Yeah. It is every fucking moment that he's in my arms. It's just, what if I drop him? What if oh, I slip? Man. What if he does this? And it's just constant, constant. and it's, oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I don't have kids. So I, I can't. Even Dude, really it's it's rough. But, and I was I was talking to Michelle about it because, you know, she she already has a little one before before we had this little one. Yeah. And she's like, I thought it was going to be twice as bad. It's twice as bad. Yeah. yeah. It's just constant now for both of them for her. You know, I, real quick, too. I Something that right, you mentioned that it's like, you know, I do have nieces and, mm-hmm. I, and I was there for when they were born and mm-hmm. stuff. Right. And I remember sometimes when I'd go visit my brother and. He would like, oh, you know, go ahead, hold, hold Mina, which uh-huh. is my oldest niece, or hold Kaya, my yeah. my youngest niece. Yeah. Like I had to, I I had that that fear of like I didn't <laughs> oh, want to drop yeah. them. No, I, I totally. Whatever. I know like, that. I, I see know that's all like. these other people. You know, everyone else I know. Like, oh yeah, let me mm-hmm. hold the baby. Let me do that. You yeah. know, and I'm like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> only one time, dude. Seriously, the only yeah, yeah. one time that I held my nieces, I had to be. I literally, I had to be sitting on the couch. Uh-huh. They had to put a, a pillow on my lap, <laughs> a blanket around my waist, because just in case, like, if they wriggled sure, around, sure, And absolutely. then they placed the baby onto the pillow where I would wrap my hands around. <laughs> that's how I would do it because. Right. I was so like I don't want anything to happen. Totally, no, and that's definitely how I was at first. Um, I will say there, there's an art to holding the baby, and once you know what he is capable of when it comes to his neck, specifically in the head, yeah. you get a lot more comfortable. Because yeah, I, I I put him in my arms and I spin and I do all kinds of stuff. Even though I just said I'm paranoid and yeah. anxious all the time, but that anxiety goes into my dreams and stuff like i've or like Man, i'll was, literally just be i don't know driving down the freeway and i'll just have think about like i don't know ancient times when plague and famine would hit i'm like what if you know what did all those poor people with infants had to you know yeah, do exactly. to survive and how many infants passed and like what if, i'm thinking about infants like lost in the wild because their parents just died yeah. and i'm like having a fucking crisis yeah and that's my day-to-day now i mean enough <laughs> of them had to have been doing something right to, to have oh yeah today, sure right? but it's like you know but these you things know, happen yeah, you know yeah. and just the idea of these poor babies across history that have all passed <laughs> in terrible ways yeah. they're giving me <laughs> no, fucking you you, no. crises yeah, you while i drive down the freeway <laughs> it's it, it, but you don't have a choice they're yeah. intrusive thoughts anyways what was your question again um yeah <laughs> i know right you know actually okay going back to the question you just brought something up where you yeah. said like it, th- those fears and anxieties even creep into your dreams yeah you know what i wonder is if, if you're blind or deaf like and you dream can you hear or see things in your dream I, that probably would have to be, right? Because, well, it, because it, when you're dreaming, though, you're not physically using your eyes or your. Well, no, it's just your, all it's all electrical impulses right? in your in your brain. But um, that comes down to like if you were born without sight or not. Like, yeah, that's what I would think. Like, right. if you were born and you didn't have, I don't think you would see what we would perceive. No things to see. In yeah, a dream. how could yeah. you? There would just exactly because no you, your brain you. doesn't have that reference. To, exactly, to there's put no that there, there's right? no context for it. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, I would definitely choose hearing. Um, and it's it's for the reasons I said. My music, yeah. my now my that you say it, podcast, I'm like, that makes sense. For like, my passions, yeah, my. Just my personality. Like, I'm such a talker. Like, I like to get into in-depth conversations. I mean, that's why we started this podcast. You know, yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I, know. I can't imagine what life would be like without any of this. We should we should crazy. finish out this podcast with, I'm going to 
plug my ears, right? Uh-huh. So I can't hear anything. And you should blindfold yourself. Uh-huh. No. No. Well, let's look into, like, what if, okay, obviously now we know which senses we would want to have mm-hmm. or which sense we would want to have left over and why. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's let's look, let's kind of dive into some of the other ones. What if we didn't have taste? I would That'd be, be fine. so sad. Really? <laughs> I, I would be so I mean, sad. Fine. I know you're like, oh, I don't care. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would, so I would not be thrilled, but I would be like, all right, let's turn this into the positive. Now it doesn't matter what the fuck I ate, so I'm, I'm going to have the perfect goddamn diet that's going to pair with this. You know, but I mean, yeah. I would be bummed about it, but I would find the, the pros versus the cons. Yeah. Time like, really would be the factor here. Cause you, let's say we did lose everything, mm-hmm. you know, or, or let's say you just, let's say we have everything, but you lost taste, you mm-hmm. know, like over time, mm-hmm. you, you'd be able to get over anything. I think, I think sure. everyone should be able to get over something, you know what I mean? Over enough time. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah. But yeah, that would, that <laughs> would, would suck. just be so sad. Yeah. Especially being able to see other people eat something and you know they're enjoying it. I feel like it. there was a musician. I think it was a, was it the singer in excess? Um, I think he had a thing where he had an accident and he lost his sense of smell and taste. Ooh. Yeah, and it it was it fed into his depression. You know, he he killed himself. I'm pretty sure. Wow. And I I I don't know if I got all that information right. That's what I remember. I remember it was in excess the singer. He did kill himself, but I know he had a, a, a either a, a sickness or an injury or something where he lost his taste and his smell. Oh man, that would suck. Yeah, that, that would suck. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Like the sense of touch. Like if if you lost your sense of touch. That would that would be I mean? rough. That would be rough. Um, that would be rough. I don't be, even know. Like, how would you? I think it that one would be very difficult to just get used to your day to day because you'd have to be very spatially aware. As someone who's exceptionally clumsy, and I mean exceptionally fucking clumsy, it's it's a daily part of my life for the last thirty two years, and yeah. uh, I I would be very difficult. I would be banging myself up really bad. I would I would expect someone who doesn't have a sense of touch to have to always do visual checks of their body yeah. too because you never know what if you have some kind of a skin you have to do something. a daily inspection know. it's true you would have to like look yeah and especially if you fell down yeah man how would you know you know what i mean like exactly. you, to you you just fell down you don't have this pain or yeah you have so, no reference for so you would know not. if you yeah. broke a bone maybe yeah. you know what i mean like that would that would just be a lot of doctor visits make sure you have the best medical insurance <laughs> That's all i would have to say about not having touch yeah is make sure you have the best medical insurance you could possibly get now I know, don't get me wrong, because I do know how important the sense of smell is, but I do kind of feel like if I really did have to get rid of one, let's say that, let's switch this question up. If you had to choose one to get rid of, honestly, I think I might have to get rid of smell, even though I do understand that smell, uh, and taste very, yeah, they're together. very tied together. We're trading them as separate in mm-hmm. this. Um, I see what you're saying. Um, and I, I almost agree. I don't know. Smells rough because I think smell is much more subtle in how it affects your day to day. Like, um, like I think we even like scent, scent is so important in our personal relations, especially with, you know, our, our lovers, you know, Oh yeah. And, like I, I can't imagine that. <clears throat> losing that, you know, it, it just, it's a part of intimacy. Yeah. And I feel like that you're missing something. If, if you lose that, um, that saying, Losing your taste instead would that's a that's a big personal hit. Yeah, I think I would lean towards I would give up taste over smell, but it's close for me. Yeah, I 
I think it would edge out for me just to smell. Cause mm-hmm. like, I just feel the only thing to me, I honestly feel like smell like help really helps you out in, let's say dangerous situations would be something like, oh, yeah, you right. know, maybe you left the stove on and you smell right. that gas or, yeah. you know, something like that. But a lot of times now, you know, you have some of the like CO2 detectors and things right. like that where it'll give you a visual and hearing clue that's you true. know to, that's true to the danger you would be very very good at jobs that require you to do something that smells very bad yeah so yeah, that. yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> work in a waste management yeah. place or something yeah. you know <laughs> yeah so if i had to give up one scent or one scent, if i had to give up one sense and none of the others it would be taste if i had to hold on to one one sense and give up all the others it would be hearing yeah for me i would if i had to get rid of one sense it would be smell and if i had to keep one and lose all the rest, it would be sight. Dude, could you imagine? Breaking news. A new study suggests leaving an iTunes review is very important for newly created podcasts. So to nurture your new favorite podcast, make sure to leave an iTunes review. This has been Fritz Frivolous reminding you to like, comment, and subscribe. Will and Tom, back to you. Oops, uh, uh, imagine you were doing stuff and then things happen. Oh, oh, hey, how you doing, Tom? Uh, good, so you're hard at work? Yep, uh, just uh, recording my stuff now. Well, it's getting close to midnight, so you better hurry up and get that done, okay? Thanks. Okay, sure, I will. You gotcha. It's close to midnight. And we're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I told you this earlier when, when you and I saw each other, but I recently acquired, finally got myself a PS5. Oh, yes. You were telling me. And this prompted this question. Okay. Will. Okay. What if you could create your own video game? Oh, okay. I think about this all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I, I do. Actually, I think about this all the time. Um, <laughs> that is good. That is if good. I, I, I were to create any video game I want, it would be... Uh, an SRPG or a tactical RPG in which wait you can, an, an SRPG yeah which stands for strategy RPG oh okay also known as a tactical RPG uh, it just they used to be called tactical tactical RPGs but I've noticed over the last like eight years everyone calls them SRPGs man I must be out of the loop for that because the only I I know RPG and I know MMORPG but uh, well I mean I, I haven't you, you know what a, actual, an RPG is yeah and then a tactical game. Like, do you, have, do you have an example of like a video game of, of Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Fire yes. Emblem? Okay, so that would be a tactical RPG. Um, yeah, or an SRPG. What's another? Uh, uh, Ogre Tactics is another one. Um, there's not a lot of them. Um, mm. There's a there's a mech one. What's it called? Um, Advanced Wars. That's another one. Um, I, haven't, I haven't heard these. Well, yeah. except for the Final Fantasy one, I haven't heard. Right. Uh, I guess tactical RPGs aren't like the most popular thing on earth. I love them. But uh, so I would do a tactical RPG, and for those who don't know, it's essentially a turn-based system in which you control certain amount of units on a like gridded board system, but not like a board. So like, let's say it's a fantasy theme, right? And like mm-hmm. you're you have a party of adventurers, and they get into a fight in a forest, right? So what will happen is the game will generate a 
I don't know, 20 by 30 square grid of forests. Like, and there will be trees and elevation and rivers and all that other stuff. And you can move each of your units has a turn and you can move them and they have different abilities that you can do in combat and whatnot. And that's a tactical RPG. Oh, okay. So I would do a tactical RPG. And if I, if it wasn't a directly like D and D, um, affiliated, uh, like title, yeah. it would be like, not a D&D ripoff, but it would be, it would be a D&D ripoff. <laughs> is what it would be. So basically what I want to do. It would be in the parentheses. Basically, basically what I'm trying to do is like the sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics, but way better. Mm. Which is saying something, because Final Fantasy Tactics makes my top five games of all time. I fucking love that game. Ooh, okay. Um, but anyways, Tactical RPG, I would basically design it in such a way where you have five units and you get to build all five of your units at the beginning. Um, by picking their class and race. And then I basically want five to eight classes, but each of those can divide into two or three subclasses. So you can, like, the replayability would be just so much fun of, like, taking a different race and class combo and then going down different subclass. Plus, you have five units, so you, it's like you can build all these different teams. Oh, okay. And I'm going to drink this water and I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> now, the thing about tactical RPGs is they're very combat heavy a lot of the time, which is fine because... You know, it's tactics, right? Like, it's war game stuff. It's fun. But um, Final Fantasy Tactics has a fantastic story. So I would lean heavily into the narrative, but I would also try and create a mechanic where there is some sort of, like, each class has different out-of-combat abilities. It probably wouldn't be as in-depth as the combat stuff, because the combat stuff is going to make up 80% of the game. But I would want, like, maybe there's some sort of, like, dungeon exploration mechanic or, um, I don't know, let's say you have a ranger character. Maybe there's some sort of, like, benefit to uh, wilderness exploration on on off days or whatever. And then, like, based off different materials you gather, you can either craft certain items or, um, you know, uh, trade for certain rare materials or something like that. it's not that I don't have it that well thought up, but basically yeah. <clears throat> each class, whether it's a wizard, a fighter, a rogue, a ranger, a paladin, whatever, they would have something to do outside of combat. And there would be some sort of like, I don't know, maybe you're building a community or maybe it's just dungeon delving or something. I don't know what it would be, but I would definitely yeah. want something where it's not entirely combat. Because if I have any criticism for Final Fantasy Tactics, and I don't, but if I did, <clears throat> it would be that there isn't much to do. Outside of just combat. Oh, I see. So you you do want a story in there. You want something that not I mean not just story, but like mm-hmm. you want something for them to be able to do that's that's other than fighting. Mm-hmm. Like if you could have puzzles in there that you may have to do, or yeah, like maybe some yeah. other objective. You want more objecti- objectives than just fighting. Exactly. And winning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that gets repetitive. In a it game does. It, it can. Does, yeah. It can. Um, and then I would just work really hard with the team on world building, lore. Yeah. And make the world feel real and rich, which uh, Final Fantasy Tactics does. Fire Emblem doesn't do as well most of the time. Fire Emblem Three Houses did, though. That was pretty good. Would you, would you have it, like, earlier when you were saying with, like, building your, you know, like, your character or whatever and all this stuff and whatever their skills may be and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, like, is there, there going to be a progression? Or can you get all oh, this yeah. stuff, like, at the beginning? Oh, no. It's going to be progression okay. for sure. So, like, <clears throat> honestly, one of the things that I would like to, like, theoretically do is... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons has had five editions thus far. And editions one through three and five are all very, not very similar, but you can tell you're playing the same game. Mm. But then there's fourth edition, which 
is the most controversial addition of any RPG ever made. Uh, I personally love it, but it is drastically different combat-wise from every other D&D, and it is pretty much like, I would say it's controversial, but the controversy is that 80% of all D&D fans fucking hate it. Oh, with really? a burning passion. <laughs> and I've always been one to say if if it hadn't been called 4th edition, if it was like a spin-off called like D&D Tactics, yeah. it would have gone over way better. Oh, because okay. I personally think that the way combat plays, which is very much like a tactile RPG, people like to say it's very uh World of Warcraft, which I actually disagree with. It's way more like a tactical RPG than anything else. Um I think the mechanics of the combat are so tight and good and fun and like the tactics of fourth edition are so rewarding. It's everything else that suffers though, which in a role playing game, you know, there's, you know, it's obvious that's the reason why there's such backlash. But I would literally, if I could go into fourth edition and lift all the, the combat powers and stuff, literally just lift it and transfer it over and it wouldn't be one of the greatest tactical RPGs of all time. Oh really? And that's what I would do. Yeah. I would I would do fourth edition D and D, the tactical RPG game, and just rebrand it and change the names of everything so that D and D can't yeah, sue me. So that yeah, so that you yeah exactly. Yeah. So that it would be technically like your own game. Yeah, and I would do um <clears throat> I would do sprite art. It would all be like high end pixelated sprite art. Oh okay. So it'd be really pretty and colorful. Um, and it that would be difficult to animate, but it'd be it would be beautiful to look yeah. at. I love pixel art, and so yeah. a pixel art RPG. It's basically I'm taking Final Fantasy Tactics, Fourth Edition D and D, slamming them together, <laughs> and putting my own name on it. It's gonna be beautiful. Anyways, it'll never happen, but that's what I would make. That that actually sounds like pretty good. That, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> what would you make? So I, man, okay. So first of all. I, let me say this. My favorite game is God of War. Oh, it's a good game. So I was when I was thinking about this question, my first thought was like, yeah, I would make like another God of War. I would do this. And I started thinking about that. And I was like, no, you know what? I was like, the peop- uh, I think it's Santa Monica Studios mm-hmm. makes that game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're doing fine with it. I love God of War. I love what they're doing with it. Yeah. I don't think I would try to touch and go in and making like another God of War, that type of game. Right, right. And while I was thinking of this, I was also thinking what I've been recently playing, which is a game called um, City Skyline, right? And it's it's a sim builder, right? You basically oh, build, yes, you yeah, you build your yeah. own like city. And I started thinking about it, but I was like, I love the game, but sometimes I wish that it could be on a grand scale, and I would maybe try to make something called like. The Simuverse or, or something like that, <laughs> the right? The Simuverse. I like and, that. And I think that this game would, would be such an undertaking that I, I, I don't know if like any developer, right? Actually, oh, real would, quick. Would go for it. The parameters of this was supposed to be your favorite video game developer asks you what type of game you can make. And I forgot to ask you if you even have a favorite developer. Um, Mm, that's tough. So young me would have said Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Older me is more jaded and uh, pragmatic than that. Although Square Enix have been doing cool stuff lately. If I mm-hmm. picked anybody. Let me get back to you on okay, that. Yeah, I'm going to think I, about it. Let yeah. me finish the my, my whole train of thought. The yeah. reason I, I brought that up, though, was because Santa Monica Studios is one of my favorite developers because they develop God of War. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but anyways, I don't think that there is a developer... I don't even know if, like, they can do this, if the technology, if the consoles can even handle a game like this. What I would want to do is have it to where you can literally expand and go 
out into the universe and create your own galaxy or solar system, if you right. will. And it would just be your broad strokes like, this is my planet. This is where I'm locating my sun. My sun's going to have these many planets rotating around it at this distance at right. these speeds. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, right? the universe. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And then if you're done doing that and you're like, well, you know, I kind of like this one planet right here that I made. Uh-huh. Now you could go into the planet mode, mm-hmm. right? And now you can start messing everything you want with the planet. What type of, you know, what type of, uh, maybe gases are on this planet? Is it an all gaseous planet? Is mm-hmm. it, does it, is it like Earth? Is it going to have water? Is it going to have land? Is it going to have, you know, whatever? What's yeah. the heat on there? That you can, you can mold all yourself. So. I mean, this sounds great. And if it existed, I would be very into it. I'd be mm-hmm. playing it a lot. But, um, yeah, what you're talking about would take a supercomputer. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I don't think that there's any way, you know, maybe far in the future. With, yeah, I think know, one day, well, theoretically. PS25, you know, you know yeah. comes out. Maybe PlayStation I think it's possible. And I think if we if we get there, it will happen. Yeah. Your that, game will exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope so because yeah. that would just be – I mean, do you know how many hours – almost a lifetime that you could play this game and it would be and you after you're done creating your your people and your cities on this one planet and then the countries and then you know the planet itself and then the solar system and then the galaxy and like you could move on to the next galaxy you know what i mean (laughs) like it would just be so huge and big yeah so i know that that wouldn't be an undertaking so my next thought was what i wish they could they could just add to um to city skyline Mm-hmm. And I think I've told you about this before. I thought it would have been such a cool idea if they had this, um, cause there's crime in, in the cities, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to build police stations and you have to build fire departments, whatever, that kind of yeah. stuff. So, but I always thought, you know, it'd be cool if they had where, if you start, let's say, building your cities, right? And you start building certain types of buildings that maybe it starts to look like Gotham. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, when you have these crimes happening, you start, you can, you, if you, as long as you build and hit certain goals, Mm -hmm. you will get a vigilante and, Mm -hmm. or a superhero. Yeah. Right. And I just thought that would have been said. And, you know, and you can't control them. I mean, that'd be cool. But I thought it would be cool to see, like, you know, all of a sudden you start getting notifications, like a new, you know, like, Hey, a new crime wave started. This is what your local uh, news has been saying. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you see that and you see that your, your police force can't deal with it. Maybe all of a sudden, boom, you're like, hey, this masked vigilante has been starting to – you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. thought that would have been so cool. I and mean, that would you be know, cool. Like, I think what it is, a lot of uh, simulation games focus more on, like, how how much can we simulate real life? Versus, yeah, yeah, I know. But, I mean, that's a cool idea. But, yeah, I that's why really I thought cool that's idea. something that, you know, they can do. Mm-hmm. And and I really hope they will do. And then maybe someday in the future they'll do my Simuverse when PlayStation 25 comes out. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. I think even uh, the game I pitched, I know it doesn't sound intensive. But the the breadth of what I'm talking about, like the subclasses and being able to mix and match all that other stuff and have this robust combat and then on top of it have all this uh, out of combat stuff that would also – I would want to be rewarding and robust on top of a beautiful pixel art, on top of yeah, a very intensive would... story. It would be a, a huge undertaking for any uh, developing company, which reminds me, I just picked who I would – if I could be approached by anybody, oh, yeah, that's right. it would be Super Giant Games. They are the ones who created oh, Hades, they... and they're the oh, ones. That's right. And they're the that's... ones who created Bastion. Both very, very good games, um, very beautiful games, yeah. and games that they really poured themselves into and went above and beyond. Mm. Um, if they put that same effort into my my brainchild, yeah, I would just be the happiest guy on earth. Hades was such a good game, and mm-hmm. it, you can tell it was such a good game, but it was highly frustrating. 
Honestly, um, which, once you got over the once you got over the the skill hump, like dude, I was thrashing Hades' ass. Really? Like, dude, oh, I, I with every do. weapon. It didn't matter which weapon I had. Like yeah. I figured out a way. You, you, you get better at it. It's I, a skill thing. I yeah, I think those are the type of games that I need more patience mm-hmm. with. Um, because games like uh, oh well, you know, like let's take my my favorite game, like God of War. Mm-hmm. What you were saying with your game, how you were talking about, you would want them. You, you would want to have something more than just fighting, 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 and that's yeah. what you do. God of War easily could have been that. Yeah. And it would not have been the game it is today if that's what they did with it. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, you know what I mean? Like, Hades is fighting, 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 and yet they did it in such a way yeah. where it wasn't boring. You know no. what I mean? And it wasn't like... It's the dialogue, dude. The exactly. sheer amount of dialogue they, and the quality of voice mm-hmm. acting. Phenomenal. They knew what they needed to fill in the gaps with, and yeah. they did it. I'd say they perfected it. They they did it perfectly. I thought, yeah. like you're right, especially with the the voiceover, the voice acting, and all that. I thought it was like really good. Did you you picked your studio right? It was Santa Monica. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. in Santa Monica Studio for sure. Um, even though I'll be honest with you, I can't really think of any like other than God of War that they did. It's just because that's how much I love God of War. Uh, I'm sure they have done other things, but God of War is great. Yeah, and the newest one. Well, it's not even new anymore. It's like four years old at this point, but yeah. very good. And I'm and I'm dying to play the the sequel because they're working on a sequel right now. For that sure, one. for sure. And I can't wait for that one. Um, you know, real quick, let's go to some of these Fritz facts that I have. So as of 2020, there are more gamers than ever. An estimated 2.7 billion people played video games in 2020 alone. They believe that the increase was likely due to the global pandemic. But still, well, I mean, 2. I'm 7. sure it's been increasing anyways. Yeah. Like, you know, think about when when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> like, Can I remember that? <laughs> I just mean like your generation is probably like basically the first generation of kids that were like playing consoles at home Mm -hmm. i think anyone older than you that wasn't happening yeah but now you're about to be anyone older than me if if they were playing video games Mm -hmm. they were already in a i believe in it like an adult by that point because they only had like an atari system yeah there was like pong yeah exactly yeah yeah. what i'm trying to say is like and you're you're encroaching on 40 Mm -hmm. and well i am 40 but thanks. okay you are 40 thanks for saying that okay you are 40 um Think about think about like now you've reached an age where over half the population is your age or younger. Oh yeah, that's and true. you know the you know the majority of gamers fall into that age range. So yeah, it's just going to keep growing. Eventually, we'll be in our seventies. Yeah, and that literally is... that that number that two point seven billion will probably be like five point five billion. Yeah, it would be It'll because be. I know I I don't care how old I get. Yeah, I'm going to always want to play video. We're, we're going to be working on, on Final Fantasy twenty two. Yeah, and, and I hope that it's like I hope I get an implant into the, my back of my cerebellum or the, 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 the you know what I mean, and and and, and it just jacks me and I'm in yeah. the game. I you know I'm waiting for that technology. Yeah, absolutely. You know the game I was I was explaining though that I would love to make the Simuverse. Mm-hmm. I would also try to put some kind of VR element into that, like to where you oh, can yeah. literally like yeah. move your hands, grab things to create this and that. Yeah, VR that would stuff be would awesome. be cool too. Yeah, um, I'm curious to know what you thought I was going to say when, when you asked me what kind of video game I would make. Oh, you know what? In in my head, I I was thinking that you would make something actually probably with music. Like, I, oh, like not necessarily yeah. like a rock band. Oh, that's another like, thing. As I know. would want like top notch um, orchestrated music. Well, you know, in in the parameters, um, I which I didn't get to read, mm-hmm. but one of the things was it says you have full creative control. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had that, would you yourself 
write the music? No, I would. I don't have the talents uh, you, for the you type don't think of music. So? No, not for the type of music I would want. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobuo Uematsu, who's the main composer over like a majority of the Final Fantasy games, he's near the end of his life. Like, I don't know if he'll ever compose much for any video games moving uh-huh. forward at all. But like, if I got to like pick anybody out of time to do it, I would, of course I would pick him. He's probably yeah. the greatest to ever do it. Um, I don't know who if I if I couldn't pick him in in this scenario I probably couldn't I don't know who I'd choose. Um, that would be difficult. Yeah, you would have to probably just do one of those things like a audition, like see who like hey give me a sample. Yeah, of yeah. I'd have to put some more thought into it. I, I haven't thought that far. Yeah. Um, here's one thing: both of our games, I guess, technically wouldn't really fall in the category of video games have become a major spectator sport. It's no secret that esports have exploded in the recent years, mm-hmm. but the extent of their popularity might surprise you. For the past several championships, the League of Legends World Competition has drawn more viewers than the Super Bowl or NBA Finals. Yeah, because it's worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm not a League of Legends fan. I don't like MOBA games. I never Yeah, yeah MOBA games are not my deal. But um, I do like watching Smash tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time since I've done that, but I remember I was watching pretty religiously all the big tournaments and it's fun. It's always fun to watch pe- the people who are the best of the world do their thing. Yeah. It's just impressive. And it's, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different type of entertainment too. When, mm-hmm. when it's, when it's the, the esports because like, I'm not into those games, but I do like watching them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, they'll come up on my YouTube feed mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'll watch it because it's still, it's entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. To see two people who, you know, are like the best. In the yeah, absolutely. And they're going at it. Like you know? I, I don't <clears throat> remember if you were there, but I was watching, this was a while. This was like right before the pandemic. Um, I don't even remember the name of the tournament. Mm. It was like the biggest tournament of the year, but it was. I it do was remember you watching this. The the best player in the world yep. at the time, MK Leo. I am not up to date, so I could be like way off of who's the best now. But MK Leo uh, playing Joker, and then my favorite player Mars playing my main Zero Suit Samus. Dude, those finals were wild, and my man yeah. Mars, he did it, man. It was so much fun. I remember when you were watching it. It I was wild, the, the crowd dude. And the commentators, the highlights, like, oh my God. the highlights just, were crazy. Yeah. They were doing shit with their characters I didn't know was possible. But anyways, yeah. Uh, esports um yeah well that was the end of yeah i i was very surprised <laughs> that they drew i mean not surprised but like you know people who watch the super bowl and the nba finals like that's that's in the how many of millions you yeah know I mean? but like, again both of those are <clears throat> american-centric man yeah like, that's true they're not especially they not be in today's world like america makes up so uh, little of the population in the grand scheme of things it's still one of the top like what five most populous countries in the world, but like when you put like all of Europe or you know China and 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 stuff in their viewership, it's just going to weigh outstrip us. Yeah, and you know you you do bring up a good point when you said that about it being global is because like yeah when you're playing these games, especially when you play them online, mm-hmm. any type of multiplayer game, mm-hmm. you could be playing. Like I remember I was playing a, a what is it, Battlefield, yeah. and uh, they I was playing. I remember. What, I was playing at three or four in the morning and I was on a team, you know, I was just playing by myself. I get put onto a team and Mm -hmm. the squad and they were all Australians. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it was so funny. And and like, like even the smash tournaments I watched, like MK Leo, he's Mexican. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in that tournament, Mars, Mars happened to be American, but there's a lot of Japanese players that came over too. And like, they can't all speak the same languages necessarily. I mean, MK Leo also does speak English, but like, It's international. Yeah, the tournament exactly. itself is international, mm-hmm. and people are watching from around the world. So, yeah, that's that's one thing I, I that I like about it. It's not you're right. It is global, so mm-hmm. it, it's going to be. There's a lot of people who can play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too that you were talking about with my age group, 
you know, there is there was a different. I do remember growing up, and you have to ask, oh, do you play this? Oh, do you play? Do you game? Mm-hmm. And you know, going through all the years and the different like stages of my life, it, it it's been it's definitely increasing. Yeah. Because now I can almost ask anyone remotely yes. around my age. Yeah. yeah. And the answer is, oh yeah, I play this game, yeah. or I'll play that, or whatever. This. And is. I'm sure you dealt with this, but I, I definitely did, and I remember all the way up in almost through high school, like people would be like, oh, you play video games? That's lame. Let's, mm. You know, and like I was always a not say a proud gamer, but I I loved my video games. They were like as precious to me as my music was, and so I look. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Don't get choked up. No, to, <laughs> no but I, I love to talk about the things I love, and that includes video games. And uh, but I remember having to deal with like you never knew when someone was going to say something nasty about it. Yeah, and I'm I'm hopeful it's not as much like that in high school as it was when I was. But I definitely, as an adult, I feel like that stigma is almost completely vanished at this point. Yeah, I, I think I think it has. Yeah. I, I don't remember a lot of people saying yeah. that, like when I when they you know growing up that they found out like if I played video games a lot. I do remember most of it was a lot of my friends didn't have the consoles or the games right. that I had, There's and I remember you know it was always like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna be your friend. Hey, can we go over and play video games? And, <laughs> and both me and my brother, a lot of, unless Dude. they were like really close friends, were like. No, we can't have any. You know, we're like, we know you just want to come over to play. I know. Some of my most uh, precious memories as a kid was like gaming it up with my buddies, like all day, all weekend, like Mm -hmm. and just having a blast. And even today, like me, my fiance, and my stepdaughter, we game it up together all the time. And like when Liam gets older, he's gonna do it too, probably. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we game as a family, and it's fun. But you know, he, oh man, your your (laughs) son will be able to get. you know, a whole new different experience of gaming because yeah. like when you and I were gaming, when we were growing up, you had to literally figure it out yourself. Sure. You yeah. got this game, you either rented it or you bought it mm-hmm. and you had to sit there and you had to figure it out. Or at the very least you had to either read or call Nintendo the game. If you had Nintendo. Yeah. Right. And if you're playing, if you're playing another game, I don't know if they had hotlines, Yeah. but I know they had the video game Nintendo hotline that, and I only called like once or twice. Yeah. I you never know what did I mean? that, yeah. yeah. But like, now you just go on YouTube. Now everyone who's already someone plays, he's like, oh, I this mean, is how you get past that's the That's true, but like, like, okay, we're going to use my stepdaughter. <clears throat> she's seven. Like, she doesn't have that benefit. She's not allowed to go on YouTube. She's not allowed to go online. Oh, okay. Oh, hell no. So that's right. So like, YouTube is not a place for kids. I'm sorry. And yeah. especially, like, if you really get into the dark side of YouTube, which is very easy to find, like, it is not a place for kids. I didn't think that even the yeah. kids' YouTube, you know, like, you could put that little one Yeah, I don't like, even mess with that. I don't think that. they have gaming on there oh no they don't yeah. but even even that place isn't as safe as you would want it yeah, to be but um so no she she gets stumped all the time and she has <laughs> you know she doesn't know what to do she she has to figure it out on her own but um but i still i see your point yeah I see your point speaking of kids though so one of the facts here is, is gaming definitely isn't just for kids according to a recent study the average age of a gamer let me is- guess 37 Close, ah. 34. Ah, that was okay, very okay. close, 34. <laughs> which just goes to show that the market is growing far beyond just kids and teens. As more generations grow up with video games, undoubtedly the demand and variety of options will grow. Yeah. We can't wait to see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, this whole parental leave I've had, um, I've been chilling with my, my son and my family and doing all kinds of other stuff. But what one of the great things is me and my fiance, we've been gaming it up with Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO. <laughs> Man, it's been fun. Yeah. Doing doing dungeons together, just rolling around the map together. It's been a good time. That's one thing I do have to tell and if anyone out there is listening and you're single at the moment and you're you you know, you wanna 
find your soulmate and you love the game, find someone else who loves the game. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. Because my wife loves the game. Actually, I may have already said this story on one of the other episodes, but you know, one of the things that I knew when I loved her, you know, was, uh, she was like, uh, I was like, oh, do you, you know, you play video games? Oh, yeah, I play video games. What do you play? And she's like, oh, I play like Call of Duty, some of my friends. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, you play Call of Duty, right? I'm <laughs> thinking like, you know, me, I'm, you know, I grew up in the era where not many girls would play any oh, video right. games, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, yeah, sure, you play yeah. video you play Call of I Duty. I never had that stigma because I grew up with my sister playing yeah. video games. Yeah, but yeah. Like... It was only me and my brother in the house. I get so. it, yeah. But like, so I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you play Call of Duty. And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, you want to play? And I'm mm-hmm. like, she's like, yeah. Did she kick your then ass? Then she kicked my ass, dude, like <laughs> big time. What you get? Yeah, I know. It is <laughs> what, what I get. got too. And it was at that moment I looked over and I was like, <gasps> you know, was like, like everything was blurry around right. her except for her and, her, and her controller. That's one thing I'll say. Uh, I hate shooters. I know this is, mm-hmm. we don't need to have this conversation right now. I just don't like first person shooters. But anyways. Well, if you want to talk about the worst game of all time, yeah, I know you hate shooters. The E.T.? You, yes. Yes. E.T. And I, I had that game. And I remember talking to my, my brother's four years older than I am. And I remember talking to him going like, Jerry, what am I doing on this game? Right. I'm, 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 I have the specific memories of asking him, what do I do? And I remember him going like, I don't know, dude, just go around and look for like, you know what I mean? Like it was such an awful game that you didn't know what exactly you were doing. Well, I'll, I'll tell and, you one thing about that game. That game was developed by one person and he did it in six months because that was the yeah, time he was true, given. Yeah. And so and he, he did he the best he, he could. Yeah. That's true. But man, that was just, it was just so bad. Yeah. But dude, could you imagine? And now it's time for Old News! Hello everybody, it's Will and Tom with Old News. So Will, we actually had an email come in from Jules Feng. Okay, thank you Jules. Thank you Jules. Um, and you know what, they actually said that they had a question that was inspired by the by the Beholder in D&D. Okay. Can you give a quick explanation, just in case if we have listeners who are not into D&D, what a Beholder is? Uh, Beholder is a D&D original monster. Um, it is a bizarre aberration. It is a spherical or orbular monster with a single great eye and gaping maw in its body. And it has ten eye stalks above that. Each eye stalk can shoot off a different like magical uh, beam. Yeah. With that, They're devastatingly powerful. Um Genius intellect, megalomaniacal, absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> Something you yeah. do not want to mess with. No, you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. fuck with Beholders. It's here, the Beholder on the Dungeon Castle. We've been doing a lot of Beholder lore. Yeah, um, yeah I guess that's the basics on Beholder. Uh, Jules was saying that it was inspired by the Beholder. And it says, and he says, what if you made things you dreamt of reality? Uh, beholders do the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was saying, or Jules Fang was saying, not necessarily in like a future predicting kind of way, but if you dreamt you were on vacation in Hawaii and you woke up in Hawaii or something like that, or if you, this, I thought this was interesting. And, and it's because Jules did not, uh, they did not listen to episode 17, uh, Nightmare on Greek Street yet. Mm. Cause when I wrote back to Jules, <clears throat> Jules was like, oh, I, I didn't, uh, you know, see that one. I didn't listen to that episode yet. So I was like, okay. And I, I told them that, you know, this, ep- th- we kind of already talked about in this episode. We did, yeah. But they had a, an interesting twist on here. Said, or if you dreamt in third person view and you woke up and you spent the whole day looking at yourself in you third know, we person. Didn't, we didn't that talk was... about that. A lot of times I do dream in the third person. Really? Mm-hmm. Especially in my more, um, 
remember I told you my cinematic dreams? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not only cinematic because of, like, the things happening, but I'm getting cinematic shots. So I'm, I'm, it's like I'm watching a movie of myself. Yeah. And other people as well. I'm trying to think now if I ever really had it in third person. I mean, I, I can't. The, all of the dreams that I actually can remember, I never remember it being third person. It's always, you know, looking at it through my own eyes. You yeah. Know? For me, it's like 75% first person, 25% third person. Man, could you imagine actually like waking up and then, and then you're like, you know, like you Have wake to operate up. operate the character from outside <laughs> yeah, the, right? the avatar. Yeah, right? Like, like imagine just waking up at first, mm-hmm. waking up and you're, you're not opening your eyes in your bed. Mm-hmm. You're above yourself. Right. Right. And, Seeing your own eyes open, like you know, like you're like you just awoke. I, I feel know, like so it would be so difficult to operate yourself. It would be like, have you ever played the old uh, either Silent Hill or Resident Evil games? Yeah, and how yeah. difficult it is to control your character. That you're bumping is into stuff. Yeah, that is like true. you'd be knocking stuff over. <laughs> It'd be a disaster. I could see you that would be like, I... oh my god, just turn to the right, and he yeah. just refuses to turn to yeah, the right. I know. It'd be a disaster. Oh man, your your toes and shins would be eaten up, <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. by like everything you're bumping into. Absolutely. But dude, could you imagine? And that has been Old News. And that is all we have for you tonight. We will continue to bring you up-to-date coverage as new imaginings develop. Please don't forget to leave an iTunes review, like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Remember you can follow us on YouTube and on Twitter at DCYImagine. And if you would like to contact us or tell us what you are imagining... You can email us at dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. This has been Fritz Frivolous, and from all of us here at Dude Could You Imagine, keep on imagining. Nice. That was a good one. And I think it was short, too, but it was good. Actually, well, well, lately we've been doing short ones, and this one's 22 minutes, 23 minutes. That's not bad. Right now, at least for this recording and next recording, them being short is a good thing because I do got to get home to my baby ASAP. Mm. 